Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Green. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. And welcome to IWTV Guide, your guide to what's going on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jerry J. Hawk Hawkins. Joining me as always, lady, I'm told him like a big old teddy bear, PDA all fucking day, Charlie fucking butter. Man, I'm not a big PDA guy. I don't, I don't know where you get that from. I, 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 the lady talked to me. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not a PDA guy. I don't know about all that. And lady, Keith Kingle. <sighs> yeah, at the moment. Uh, be- <laughs> All right, well, speaking of ladies, this is the first four, Charlie. We've actually we've actually got a uh, woman that's our guest this week. Yes, the first lady of IWTV Guide, Pam. Welcome. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. We're very excited to have you. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, this is, I think, maybe my second show that I've ever been on. I think I've only been on Wrestling Tears because I don't count the one show. Still waiting uh, for that weekly recap show of New Girl. So, my God, I was hoping you guys would forget about that by now because nope. I don't think it's going to happen. Nope. I don't forget anything that had no way to channel on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I like, I really want to do it, but somebody beat me to the name that I wanted to use and it makes me sad. Oh, that's a bummer. And I'm not smart enough. Yeah, I'm not smart enough to think of anything else at the moment because my brain is fried from working too much. Um, this is probably the fourth week in a row that I've worked at least seven days or more straight. If that makes any sense at all, I work in a restaurant. So, you know restaurant weeks are different than everybody else's um but yeah i was like i would i I would love to do it still but maybe by the end of the year since summers and i said by spring yeah yeah it's just not happening (laughs) it's it's probably gonna be the end of the year if not 2022 for sure 2022 spring we didn't say specifically which spring (laughs) and everything's so thrown off now i just don't even know what day it is week it is year it is well you know uh, you'll eventually get there like you know once you get this uh this new position hopefully it'll it won't, you won't be as crazy schedule so maybe you'll be more i don't know <laughs> i don't know i was gonna say shit i already do more than half of the managers that work with me at this point so i'm afraid that when i do actually become the manager i'm going to be working my ass off even more (laughs) (laughs) looking forward to it but not looking forward to it well hopefully it comes with a giant pay raise so it'll be worth all those fingers crossed i mean now if the fight for 15 hadn't happened and i was still making what i was making at the beginning of the year it would be a giant pay raise for sure now it's like a dollar uh okay Still dollar. Yeah, I got, yeah, which isn't bad, but uh I was kind of hoping it would be a little bit more because I'm greedy and I've been working my ass off for it. So, right on. Well, yeah. should we talk about IWTV 100? Uh, we absolutely should. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, tell me, tell me, Charlie, if you know. I know your schedule's been kind of weird. Is whether you to still the IWTV Independent Wrestling Champion? He is. Just Ooh. barely. 
Yeah, that uh, match I, went almost an hour. Actually, it went an hour. It went to it a, went, a draw. It, so but. It, it went. It went the full hour. They did the ten second countdown after the ring announcer had won, but before the bell, where you to taps, uh, and they're, they kind of went right at the fifty minute mark, tying, go to the champion. So a little bit of controversy there, but officially a fifty minute time to draw. Where you to retain? Yes, and then we saw Marcus Mathers almost cash in his newly won uh, contract. Uh, but a very good professional wrestler stopped him. So, I mean, that, that title scene's already filled up, plus the winner of the SCI uh, this year, uh, AC Mack. He, uh, he gets a shot, so they got contenders already lined up. I mean, Wheeler Ute has got a lot of people gunning for him. He's, uh, he's got his hands full. Yeah, and you have Matt McCalkey in the running and Trisha Dore in the running. Like, there are any number of people that can go after that belt right now. Yeah, um, hopefully, I would love to see Trisha Dora uh, take the belt. Personally, I love Trish. I think she's awesome, and uh, her, you know, with her her title becoming a official world title, and now the IWTV title now becoming officially a world title uh, as of today, uh, that's huge. So I'd like to see her as a two time world champion. I really like Trish. She's really good. Yeah, the fun part coming into this match today is. I would have put money two weeks ago on Willie Uden dropping the belt, keep doing more and more work with eight with AEW and the big hundredth show. They want to do something big. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden Daniel Garcia started getting work on AEW and he being pushed kind of prominently. It's like, okay, looking up in the air now. Right. Yeah. After his match with like him and 2.0 against like all the big faces of AEW, it's like, what do you do? So it's a very interesting right. time in indie wrestling. <laughs> it really is. It really is. But they, interesting time in all of in all of wrestling, and like you time with NXT for some reason. <laughs> uh, I guess the big thing is like what's interesting too is the fact that um, with everything going on, if we can see like companies work together better, and it seems like that's what's really kind of happening with a lot of places there a lot of places are teaming up and running co-promoted shows and all that kind of stuff and i know like beyond like floated an idea earlier this week of like maybe doing a show back here in cleveland with aiw as like a double header Uh, obviously nothing official on that but i would be really happy if they did that because i think there's a bunch of talent we would see at the beyond show that we don't see at aiw and i was really i told them specifically like yes bring trisha dora uh, please bring Willow Nightingale. I need to see them uh, on the show somewhere, and I'm sure we'd see you know some other people, but uh, that would be really cool. Oh, for sure. I I love Willow. She is such a sweet person. Like I'm, I got to meet her last year um, outside of our hotel because she was staying there too. I think when we were in Indy, and she was just such a bean. Like oh my gosh, she's so kind. Um, but yeah, I saw a tweet. Uh, yesterday or earlier today one of the two that's listed pretty much like all the major companies right now and said six out of the seven let people from the independents work with them and blah 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 and it's like why doesn't everybody do that like we already know who number seven is and we know they ain't doing it and it's like <laughs> why like why are why are you being so greedy taking everybody from the indies promising them a better life essentially and months down the road firing them for why like why why are you even doing that like to prove that your dick is bigger than everybody's well guess what it's not 
and everybody I, is working with everybody, and y'all should do it too. I, I not to not to stay on corporate wrestling for too long, but I saw a tweet today. Somebody went through every single NXT takeover against the arrival show, including the most recent one. There is no takeover event where every single person to work that show is still on the WWE roster. And they just had a takeover like a week ago. <laughs> Jesus. I've seen a lot of people blaming Gargano and Ciampa for all this. So I I just, I've given up oh, at like, this yeah. point. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I will admit that feud went too long, but come the fuck on, people. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, to blame them for it, though, it's like, nah, it's not their fault. Yeah. That's... They had no, nothing not to do with all. that. They're just doing their job. What they're told. Yep. All right. Well, Can't let's, blame them for that. let's get into what's on IWTV this week if we don't have anything else. No, I'm good. Okay. What's on IWTV? Okay. So Tuesday, August 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have New South Action Clash 48, followed by at 10 p.m. Eastern, the premiere of Freelance Underground Phase In Episode 2. Thursday, August 12th, we have the premiere of Paris's Bumping Solid Gold 2021. Ooh. Yes. And then we have four live events this weekend. Friday, August 13th at 8 p.m. Central, we have ICW The Pit 3. Uh, Friday, August 13th at 7 p.m. Pacific, we have West Coast Pro Wrestling Get In Where You Fit In. Friday, August 13th at 1130 p.m central we have no peace underground the act of annihilation and then saturday august 14th at 8 p.m central we have icw no holds barred volume 17 and that's what's on iwtv this weekend so much wrestling and no time to watch any of it i know right (laughs) it's about i mean for the most part it's icw i i can i'm sorry I'll, i'll probably skip the majority of it i it doesn't do anything for me so but I do, I do, I do appreciate they put out stuff, and sometimes I'll watch it. Like there's times where you know, they got something interesting. It depends on who's there. on it. Exactly. Like if, yeah. if Dom's on it, I'm gonna watch it. But for the most part, right? Eh, you know, maybe if Bab's yeah, I, on it, something like that. I don't know. I really right. want to watch that West Coast Pro show, but I don't know if I have the capability of staying up to one o'clock in the morning anymore. <laughs> yeah, dude, I wish I didn't have that capability. <laughs> Well, well, actually, let me rephrase it. I, I don't think I have the capability of tr- of staying up until one o'clock in the morning on purpose anymore. Got you. You just got to get that like eight p.m. to ten p.m. nap in, and then you'll be up for all that. That's unfortunately <laughs> the problem. I work. The problem is I work until eight p.m. By the time I get home, it's like a nine p.m. to ten p.m. nap, and I'm too damn tired to watch the damn show anyway. Ah, uh, you know, just make it <laughs> make it nine p.m. to eleven. Get your two in and get up, and you know. You can make it work if you really try really hard. Put your boot, you know, pulled pulled yourself up by your bootstraps, Jayhawk. You could do it. Vegas will be the big test. I mean, they don't shut everything down between now and then. But uh, I, I have a feeling they're not shutting anything down again. They'll limit stuff. I think we're going to go back to masks, but I, I don't think. Oh, another... it, it, most of us have already gone back to masks. I mean, I never really quit, but with... um depending on who you work for and stuff like that a lot of corporations are making you go back to wearing a mask um we have three weeks where i work where we were technically able to go maskless if you wanted to and chipotle was like nope (laughs) guess what guys july 31st mask mandate yeah y'all can y'all can go in still 
with your choice with or without but like we absolutely have to have them on like we're and it gets so hot yeah that that's where my job got right now too an employee have to wear them regardless of vaccination data but yep and i'm and i'm seeing i'm seeing more and more customers do it anyway just to do it no yeah we get a lot of people that come in that'll still wear one and i like that i wear one pretty much everywhere i know like this past weekend i did not that's fine um yeah, like, it's crazy. Uh, hopefully nothing shuts down, because we have so many AIW shows to attend. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I, I'll be like this. Uh, as of right now, in my area, I don't go a lot of places, but the places I do go, I haven't been wearing one inside, but I also keep my distance from everybody. Like, I've been definitely obeying the six-foot the six foot rule, like, hardcore. Like, I'll avoid aisles if I have to. Wait till somebody's out of an aisle to go down an aisle, so... I've been doing right. that at least uh, just for right now. And then like, if it gets any worse in this area, like if we start seeing like numbers go crazy, then yeah, I'll, I'll just go right back to it. But like, I know my work, I work with four guys. We're all vaccinated and we don't, we've been very good, like all through the pandemic about not going extra places and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think we'll be okay there. Uh, and like keeping cool. six foot from each other in the warehouse, but like, everybody else that i work with i think when they when we went to go get uh when they offered up everybody to get vaxxed i think there was only like 25 out of like 200 people that did it so i know like a vast majority of these other people aren't so <laughs> luckily i don't have to deal with them like in close quarters or anything but yeah they haven't gone right. back to masks or anything yet but i feel like it may it may come to that again but we'll see i don't know i just Hopefully this is like the last spike. Hopefully this is enough to make people go, "Hey, we we really should just do this," and just so we don't have to do this anymore. But who knows? You would think. You would think. You would think. Uh, I mean, I hate going into all this, but like, I've just seen so many stories of like people like that were adamantly against it, and then like they got it, and they're gonna intubate them, and they're like, "Oh, give me the vaccine now." It's like, no, you're just too late. You're 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 done. Like you should have done this three months ago. So, um. <laughs> it sucks. Like I, I have family members that that won't get vaccinated, and it's it's upsetting. Like I've argued with them weekly about it, and they just they won't. It's I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take for them to realize they need to. But right. Whatever I guess. Uh. But yeah. So, um. Let's get into our review. The weekly review. Our show this week, AIW Absolution 12, July 21st, 2017, from Our Lady of Mount Carmel in Cleveland, Ohio. A uh, show that all of us attended, and we found out, well, we actually got next to each other at this show and didn't really like it until like yesterday. Funny shit in the world, man. Yeah, uh, this was, I was pretty sure, like, this was the first show where we ever talked, so, uh, ironically, we sat next to each other, and so we definitely talked at this show, and yeah, this this is this is where it all started for us. <laughs> so crazy, like, and then, like, I don't know if you guys, while you watched it as well, saw who else was sitting on that side right by us. And none of us were like friends, and it's so weird because like now we're all friends, <laughs> like down towards the front right, like that's where Pat, Jonah, Ed, all those guys, and like Pat and Ed, or Pat and Jonah were friends, yeah, but like nobody else was friends. 
Yeah. And I'm like, it's, it's just all crazy to me, like, how close we all are now, like, four years down the road. It's just so weird. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of, uh, lot of familiar faces. Um, I saw Jeff in the crowd taking pictures. Um, yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of faces in the in the crowd that i saw i even saw uh rick and everybody else it was pretty cool to see for sure and like brock and jeff all were each other and i didn't even realize it like it was even that early on and like kurt was also there i was like wow like everybody here that's so weird <laughs> it looked kind of a long show and a lot to unpack look go to, go ahead and get it started uh, and is the norm if you've ever bought an AIW DVD, the show in front loaded with promos. I didn't take any note and I need any of the promo specifically. If anybody wants to chime in, like I'm going through the list, feel free. Uh, so I started off with Tom Lawler cutting a promo about his match later on with Eddie Kingston. Followed that up with a promo from two, two infinity and beyond. We then had a promo from a team at this point. They're still called new AIW, but they would become no consequences about their matchup with the old AIW roster coming up. Yeah, and like <laughs> the faces that we saw at this, and like Twan was there. This was wild. Like, oh my goodness, this is a blast from the past. Uh, baby fake Bishop, like young, young Josh Bishop, young Trey Lamar, young Chase Oliver. Wow. It was. They were literal, literal children. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they don't even. I, I don't know how four years his changed them so much like it's it's so crazy to me and bishop cake a lot of working out dying hit hair and a lot of matt justice magic <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there was a lot of um interesting stuff when we get to that match that made me go like man i'd like, like to really see that match now uh that that we've like saw little bits and pieces here and there during that but man right from there, we had Tricky William cutting a promo uh, regarding mostly Tim Daunt, but the other member of that four-way main event as well. Got Mia Yim cutting a promo about her match later on with Shayna Baker. Joey Janela cutting a promo about his upcoming match with Adam Daniel. Sean Schultz cutting a promo about his upcoming match with Ethan Page. Here's another guy who's grown a lot in the last four years. Dominic Garini cutting a promo about his upcoming match with the Duke. Got Lewis Linden cutting a promo about his main, spot in the main event later on. Got a promo from Frankie Flynn. Duke cutting a promo about his match with Dom. Josh Prohibition cutting a promo about his main event shot at, at the end of the night. And then, of course, the absolute champion, Tim Daunt, cut the promo at the end. Uh, what, 12 or 13 promo, like, right off the bat. It's like the first 10 minutes of the show. Yeah, there was a, they, they always front load those promos, and it kind of gives you a glimpse at what we're going to get into uh, during the show, so... And from there, I forgot that this was this show. This was the first show that took place after Chandler Biggin passed away. Yeah. yeah. So the show mm-hmm. opens up with the entire rock around the ring and uh, Pedro leading everybody into a 10-belt glue. It's another one of those fitting things that we uh, we did this show now, like especially after last weekend, um, where we had the Biggins Cup and everything like that to celebrate Chandler's birthday. And, yeah, it just it's one of those things. It just... It's right. I don't know. Like it just. Yeah. Like actually getting to do it on his birthday was like the ultimate. Yeah. It was like a high five. Like, here you go, bud. Enjoy. It does feel like the star kind of aligned for through the review though. The the show that we first met, that we first all met each other. We're getting next to each other. The the show right after Chandler packing. It's the first one we're reviewing after the big and cup. 
Yeah, we couldn't have planned the Kenny better. No, not at all. And I didn't like preview anything when I was going through lists. I just was like, oh my gosh, that has that one match on it that I like. So I'm going to pick this one. And then I hit play and I was like, holy shit. (laughs) I I was meant to pick this show. Like, this is insane. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know, it's one of them things. Like, you gotta, you gotta feel like just meant to be interesting. The action with the Duke against Dominic Garini. And this is when I, (laughs) this is when I hated Dom because he he didn't (laughs) wear boots. So I didn't like that he was barefoot. And I had to explain, I had to, explain to you that he was a martial arts guy, and martial arts guy work with bare feet. That's what they do. And you do, and you're still like, no, fuck that. He can around me ring. Come and step on his feet. To be fair, I also didn't like Tom Lawler in this, and it, I never dawned on me that he was he had his hair cut like uh, Chuck Liddell until I watched this back. And I'm like, holy fuck, he absolutely does look like Chuck Liddell and has the Chuck Liddell cut and the tattoo and everything. But like, I just hated him because he was just another MMA guy. I'm like, oh my God, there's too many MMA guys in wrestling. And uh, yeah, so how I've changed in all these years. Right. I, think I made the comment at the time that Tom Lawler and Dominic Garini made, made the most end. And now they've not only wrestled each other, but they've been teaming together for two years now. Yeah. Right. What do we think of the of the opening match here? Of course, uh, Duke, I believe at this point, is the only guy to compete in every single absolution. Yeah, I think they said all 12 for him. The only one. Yep. Yeah, this was, you know, an interesting mix. Uh, you had Dom, who was technical, and then you have Duke, who's just an old school wrestler. So they they did a lot of, uh, you know, threw in a lot of different stuff. This was, this was uh, fun. And the early portion of this match is Dom trying to lock the mission on and Duke just knowing where he is, either getting to the rope or getting out of the ring before they can get locked in. So they eventually isn't able to get the advantage. Look at one of those matches, like if you if they were to do the contact match now, you'd be shocked that Duke got this much offense in. Right. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, Duke actually controlled most of the matchup here. I love the finish though. Duke is going for the Vader bomb and Dom catching him right into the commission. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, Dom hit that pile driver at one point too, which which was pretty gross. Yeah, and there was another point where Duke hit, hit where Duke hit a power bomb, and like he and then like he like leaned in to to pick Dom up, and Dom went right into the triangle. Yep, that's some really good stuff in this match. Yeah, it was Dom getting the win by commission, ten minutes and fifty two seconds. We go from there. PB Smooth taking on Frankie Flynn. And they got this one started early. They were actually fighting on the floor before the bell even even rang. Pete Booth slamming Frank, Frankie Flynn on the rampway. Dude, Frankie's whole attitude at the beginning of that match is such a vibe that he needs to bring back. Like, that Frankie right there could have fucking kicked everybody's ass with the You know what I mean? Like, with the confidence and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, him coming out and doing what he did and, like, throwing up the DX pose. Like, telling PB to suck it. Like, come on. Where's that? Like... That's beautiful. Like we we love to see shit like that. But yeah, when he gets caught and slammed by PB onto that ramp, my back just <laughs> went you know, completely snapped in half, dude. Like, oh my god. And what I love is PB throw Frankie in the ring. The bell ring, and the first move of the match is cover two count. Brilliant! I love it. <laughs> right. Uh, Smooth controls the match early on. He then they're they're fighting on the apron. Smooth misses a kick, and he go tall, and the leg is over top of the top turnbuckle. And Frankie, you cut to a good advantage and drape the leg over the turnbuckle to gain the advantage. Again, really beautifully done. Like really neat shit in the entire card. Yeah, this was like 
Frankie was just like so different when this was going on. Like this was at the start of the production. Uh, and he just like was dominant and like, he just had this confidence and he was like trim and everything. It was very, uh, very different from the crazy Frankie we see today. So, but it was, uh, very interesting. Uh, PB like was like, I don't know. Like, I feel like their roles have reversed. Like the way that like Frankie was like, so just confident in this and that, like PB just wasn't like really he was still so young and didn't really have anything going and now like they flipped like pb is like a main eventer and has been world champion and has this whole thing about him and like frankie's still around like he's he's finally doing stuff again but it's like he hadn't done anything in a long time he he was very much just a a background guy and now he's like kind of coming around again so it's it's interesting what like four years does so we get Derek direction the uh, current uh, Derek Dillinger coming out the ringside late in the match. Smoothly come out, but the distraction ick enough for Frankie Flynn to grab the Back to the Future Cup trophy. You can get up a weapon and get a feet on the rope for the pin and kick 15. A lot of action jam-packed in a little over six minute here. Well, probably about eight minutes realistically when you count when they were fighting on the floor. But. <laughs> That's very true. Um, one thing I want to throw in there real quick, too, about that. Um, when Derek comes out, he also had somebody with him, and it's somebody we haven't seen in a while, and it would be crazy if at one point he would eventually come back, because I know he still wrestles, but we always called him the mime. Um, but yeah, Colby Red when he came out too, it was like, holy shit, that's somebody that I completely forgot about until watching this show, and I think that may have even been the last time we saw him there. Is that who that oh, was? Wow. I didn't know who that was. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah, that's the mime. That's Colby. He runs out with Derek, and I was like, wait, who's the... Oh, my God, that's this version of the production. <laughs> like, yeah. So, as we've been recording, a um, a random fellow has joined us in the middle of recording. Hey! <laughs> What's going on, Ed? <laughs> What's up? Uh, you know, we're just talking about Absolution 12. I was going to ask what show it was. I saw somebody tweet a picture of Shayna and a, a picture of a tiny Josh Bishop. Yes. The tiniest Josh Bishop I've ever seen. Tiniest Josh Bishop ever. Well, what match is next? I lived this show. <laughs> I, I, I might be able to remember things. I was inebriated, but... Well, the next match is a lumberjack match. Woggle versus Britt Baker. Not yet Dr. Britt Baker DMD. <laughs> I remember this because this is Manser's first AIW appearance. Yeah, Manser's first AIW appearance, kind of a lumberjack. Oh my god, I didn't even realize that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this has got Space Monkey doing a moonsault in the middle of the match on all the lumberjacks in a, in a little flannel vest. Oh man, they, that's like the, like, I miss seeing Ethan Page a lot, but like the other big casualty of no Ethan Page is no Space Monkey. Yeah, I miss Space Monkey a lot. Me too. And Dick Justice. But this was I that they didn't ride I was super excited for this match because who I was hoping was going to run in and interfere in this match and I was so excited cuz I'd never got to see him live except for this time and I really really wanted to get a picture with him but he never like came out after and I didn't know who to talk to about getting a picture with him so I didn't bother anybody and and left without a mark photo uh with one Adam Cole so well, realistically, at this point, he had signed with NXT. Like, we, no one thought he was actually going to be there. Yeah. And clearly not going to do anything on the show. I mean, we all, everybody knew he was going way down to Orlando. Like, it was a done deal. It had already been announced. 
Yeah. So like Is this when is this when he comes out in the Laredo Kid mask? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh on commentary, uh, Aaron Bauer drops that awesome line like right before it cuts off of Holy shit, Laredo Kid's been Adam Cole this whole time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Oh shit. Yep. And uh, that might be the only funny thing he's ever said. That explains why he disappeared all that time though. You never came in the gameplay twice. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. But he put on the uh thumbtack shoe and super kicked uh one Carson. And <laughs> and uh yeah, we got the Adam Cole baby and you could see me like holding my phone up in the background the entire time and like screaming when he did the Adam Cole baby thing. It's good stuff. It's, it's, it's all I wanted out of the show was Adam Cole. I was very happy. <laughs> so that's where you lie on the Adam Cole argument. You all you lie on that side of it, Butters. That you, you think he's very good. I enjoy Adam Cole. Yes. Okay. Okay. I enjoy a lot of these guys. I, I don't know. Like everybody says, they they don't like Gargano. They don't like this. Per- I don't know. I like them all. I just. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy them for what it is. If they entertain me a little bit, it's like I'm not gonna like ride or die for them. But like I enjoy them, you know. Like they have I'm, bad matches too. But I'm not saying Adam Cole's bad, but I am saying if I'm Vince McMahon and I'm a total sociopath, uh, I'm not giving him any money because he's like the third star on the C show that gets no ratings. So I'm just gonna let him go. I mean, and then I'm gonna hire Hammerstone because he's giant. <laughs> I mean, you know what? If they want to do that, I would absolutely love to see Adam Cole in AEW. So, I mean, I mean, they've already got like all my favorite people on AEW at this point. I, I literally have no reason really to watch uh, WWE programming anymore. Like, I have Alistair. I have every like I have so many people that I enjoy. Eddie Kingston. I'm good. I could just watch AEW from now on and focus on them. I enjoy that product more. All they're missing is Hammerstone. <laughs> Hammerstone is is uh, something else, and uh, I love that you love Hammerstone. That that makes me uh, happy that you enjoy him, dude. Not only does he look like he ate every steroid, uh, he's also he's also my brother now because Wolf adopted him. Yeah, that's true. Oh Jesus! So when's he gonna be on Pod Van Dam, dude? I hope soon because uh, he's the guy that was like, I don't want to do boring interviews, and I'm like, Well, I got a fucking show for you, brother. Yeah. He, I think he would have a lot of fun on Pod Van Dam. So, you guys need to, to get in, like, get your brother on there. Uh, speaking of, can I plug it right now? Because I got a head off. Um, Absolutely, but, go for it. Cool. This week on Pod Van Dam, no Jonah. Him and the voicemail machine. They went on a vacation. We don't know where. It's probably very romantic. So we just went to the Weird World's house and we recorded with the Weird World. So we're gonna have them on the show this week. Hi. Awesome. Very excited. All right, guys, this has been fun. Uh, go back to talking about that very, very warm building for uh, Absolution. Did you talk about how hot it was yet? Not yet. So Not we'll yet. get Not into that yet. right oh now. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. See you, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for stopping, Ed. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen on this show, ladies and No, gentlemen. I'm absolutely fine with it. You know, I like when people drop in uh, and, you know, just... Uh, go crazy for a minute speaking of though yes it was very hot in that building i specifically wore khaki shorts and a white shirt so that i wouldn't be like dying in a black shirt because i knew it was going to be hot even with the ac and uh, i do remember being a furnace in there i wore so, i wore uh, a black shirt but it was a very light black shirt that supposed to be good for the hot weather no i wasn't at i wasn't at i probably would have been no otherwise 
No, nah, dude, I died. Like, straight up was so hot that I had a light pink shirt on and eventually changed into a tank top that I must have had in my car because I came back inside at some point wearing a tie-dye tank top that I had. I was thinking, I had an outfit change and everything. What the hell? When you were working the bacon cup, what the hell? Yeah, it was so hot in there. My goodness. Yeah, I'll never forget that. That was... That was very hot. And I remember like the floor being super like slippery on the one, like by where the bathrooms were. And then the mat was constantly slippery. And like, we'll get into that too. Cause like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that funny. Play. Yeah. That comes into play a couple times. And, uh, but yeah, this is when they had that, that like that mat that allowed that to be a thing. I, I hate that mat that they use. That, that, that black vinyl. Yeah. That's I hate that vinyl. I'm so glad when they changed to like a regular one, it's been much better since. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I'm just glad this wasn't an indoor show, but if that black vinyl thing would have been an outdoor show and that fucking heat would have been insane. Like nobody would have bumped. Every match would have been like two minutes. Yeah, that would have been terrible. We never did get the uh, result of that match, and it was Britt Baker with a ripcord up a barbed wire gifted lockjaw for the win over Quaggle in 828. Yeah, this made me miss Dr. Dan. And. I realized what I, I missed during Go for Broke and the Biggins Cup because I just felt like there was something missing this whole time. I never mentioned it on anything else. And I was sitting there today thinking about it, and I'm like, that's what was missing. Dr. Dan is what was missing this whole time. And I, I know he's not going to be around anymore, and that's, you know, whatever. But I, I do miss Dr. Dan. Me too, dude. I said the same thing at one point. I was like, it's, it's so weird that Dan's not here. And he should be. It just—it's weird. We we love you, Doctor Dan. You always have fans in us, and we'll always have toilet paper ready for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Our next match gonna be Filthy Tom Lawler versus Eddie Kingston, and we get yep. a guest appearance on commentary from Dominic Greeny joining Aaron Bauer in this one. And let's talk about how sweaty Tom is. <laughs> Eco used to have to cut weight for UFC, you know, they have to let you, they let you gain like 30 pounds on fight day as long as you make weight. Dude, he's just a sweaty boy all the time. Like, even his match with <laughs> Kingston that they had years later for the title at Absolution uh, in 2019, like, he was, I, they were smacking each other, and you could see, like, the sweat coming off of each of them. Like, that was just, just he's just a sweaty boy. <laughs> they both are. Yeah, and I, I didn't even realize it now that I've said that. Like, yeah, they had this match, and this was, like, the match that Tom wanted. And then they had that title match, like, two years later, a couple years later. Wild. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I was there for, this, for both of them. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, and this match is pretty in, in pretty insane, too. There's a lot of strike. There's a lot of freaking beautiful couplex. Like, one thing could probably come in and get planted through the ring at some point from the couplex. <laughs> I would also like to point out in both these matches, I rooted for Eddie Kingston, even though I do love Tom Lawler. Uh, now uh, I rooted for Eddie because I did not like Tom, Tom Lawler in this match. And then all these years later, I wanted Eddie to win the belt. So, you know, I, I've, I was a big Eddie guy both times. I want to know what happened to that mask Eddie came out in too. Like, does that thing still exist? Is that a thing that like right. one could purchase? <laughs> I feel that. Might Eddie some- Kingston, if you're listening, you can tweet Tweet him at Charlie underscore Butter and let him know about that mask. Think there's, think there's any good sniffs in it? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. 
probably just smells like black and milds. It'll be all right. <laughs> anyway, with Tom Lawler getting the guillotine to choke out Eddie Kingston twelve oh one for the for the victory. And at, at this point, Tom Lawler fairly new to, to AIW. Obviously, a big thing in store for him in the future. And Eddie definitely one of those guys where Eddie can lose, and he's not going to lose anything over it. So, in hindsight, the the result fine. I, I didn't hate Tom Lawler like you did at the time, Butter, but I, yeah, I got my rooting for Eddie, too, and Eddie Kingston fucking awesome. Like, Eddie Kingston should have been a, a big star well before now. Yeah. Right. Okay, from there, we have a bull rope match. Sean Schultz against Ethan Page. Uh, bull rope matches don't happen a whole lot. I hate the four-corner stipulation for these type of matches. I, there's basically, like, two finishes that happen. Either the guy beat down so bad, you get to all four corners quickly. Or both guys were touching all, all the quarter and somebody happened to beat somebody to the fourth corner. That's like the only two finishes for that match. I just want to say that this was before the Ethan Page uh, curse started. This is the last show I believe I saw him at before uh, we have not been able to see each other at AIW. So Wow, it's been that long. Yeah. Yeah, I I've seen him at Black Label Pro a bunch, and we've talked, and like, cause I I mentioned the curse at one point, and he messaged me because he was worried about like this curse, and I was like, no, it's just we, like I was supposed to be in Indy, and I had to cancel because I was sick, and he was there, and I was like, I just I haven't been able to see him at AIW since like he was on a Thursday show, I couldn't go to Thursday shows because of my job, so like when he's been there, wow. I haven't been there. When he when I'm there, he's not there. So it's like. It's been going on for like two years now. So, damn butters. I know. So I'm, I'm hoping we can break it soon. It'd be really wonderful. Hopefully, like maybe the end of this month. You know, we got a rager coming. We got you know our friend Danhausen's no. gonna be in town. Maybe we can get some Ethan Page. You never know. You got your luck. Like, your luck. Like Dynamite could be in Cleveland. Ethan Page will come out and not be on the card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just. I don't know. Eventually, we're going to break this curse, and I can't wait for it to happen. It's going to be a really fun day when it happens. So, have faith in you, Butters. <laughs> uh, at one point in this match, the match goes to the floor, and Schultz just taking off the bull rope. And I remember tweeting at the time, literally the bull rope being attached to both guys is the only role we have. And Wadworth tweeted me back and said, oh, we cover this on commentary. I remember this specifically. This is the first time I've actually watched this show back. It could happen. They bury fucking Patino and the referee for allowing this match to go without the bull rope for so long. They just fucking bury him. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like the spot where Ethan had him up on his shoulder and he was like doing the, the corners and so was Schultz. Like, but like Ethan didn't see it until the last, like the last one, the third one. And then he realized and then he just did the power slam and it's pretty good. Yeah, it was Ethan Page getting the win in 15 minutes and second. And then after the match, Ethan Page got on the mic and said, I'm probably going to get fired, but I was told no promo without permission, and I don't have permission. But then he spent five minutes putting Chandler over. Yep. And he didn't get fired because he was putting Chandler over, and who's going to tell him, no, you can't do that? Right. We come back from the intermission, and we've got a 10-man tag team match labeled as old AIW versus new AIW. And... Even though Twan Tucker was in the pre-match promo, he is not out here with the future No Consequences team. It is Garrison King, a.k.a. Gary the King Baller, along with a young Jake Oliver, a young Josh Bishop, a young Trey Lamar, and A.J. Gray 
taking on Matthew Justice, the Jollyville Fucket, and the Young Stud. And they made a pr- and they made a pretty good point on commentary that part of the issue that the new AIW team had was how many champions are guys like Justin and Bobby Beverly going to get if they haven't even been here in how long and now they're on the show. Yeah, Justice and was wearing could, like some some tiny trunks. Getting him a trunk went fucking weird, dude. Like he's been in the fucking yeah. long pants for so long. I almost tweeted that. <laughs> I almost tweeted. That. I was like, man, it is so weird seeing his bare legs. Like <laughs> <laughs> Where's the snakeskin pants? And this is maybe the most one-sided match I've ever seen at an AIW show. This is a long match, and like the first 10 or 12 minutes, it's just the established AIW guy who's just beating the fuck out of everybody on that other team. Like when AJ Gray gets in, they finally start getting a little bit of offense in, but until AJ Gray is tagged in, everybody's just getting the shit kicked out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this actually made me want to see Matt Justice against Chase Oliver, like, now, so... That would be interesting. Yes. Interesting part, looking at the team, though, you look at that new AI, new AIW team, they really kind of position Garrick and King at being like the leader of this faction, and he's the only guy that's not around. You have there about another year ago, and then he has not been wrestling as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah, he went non-kayfabe stuff. Like, I think he finished school and whatnot, and was like doing the real life thing. Maybe he comes back one day, but... It'd be very interesting. That's just, thing that, yeah, that's just the thing that jumped out at me. Like, he basically positioned that like he's the leader, and he yeah. don't want to really didn't get stick around. That's so, very true. So, what were your thoughts on this, Pam? All right. So, this match, like watching it back, it it was just crazy to me. Like, like Jared said, like it was all old AIW, like just getting it in, and I don't know why I didn't remember it that way. But watching it back, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, they were totally getting their shit kicked in. But watching those guys in that match and seeing the progression, even during the match, like, it it was a great watch. Uh, AJ, like, that's where I fell in love with AJ. Like, he was just so great. And the flip off, the oh my god, I, I loved it. <laughs> um, here, uh, I also... I miss the fuck out of the buckets. I wish those guys were around. Like watching those guys in that match, it just absolutely destroy those boys was great. <laughs> um, and then, oh, and then the one thing I really like about that too, uh, Matt and Eric each hit Trey with the coast to coast. That I thought that was pretty cool. I can barely read my handwriting, so I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what welcome to my world every single week on this show. My hand hurts so bad. I'm like, okay, just make it through it. I, I never I, take I notes, but I, I did actually pay oh, attention my, to most of this. So. My brain is so shit. I have to. <laughs> yeah, mine is, and I should, probably should take notes, and I just I <laughs> that's why. I like, not so much why we switched to the three person booth, but like, I think it's more fun to have another person on, and like, so like Jared and I agree a lot on a lot of stuff. So like, it's kind of boring to hear us just talk about a show. We don't bring up good points. So when we got a third person, it's nice that sometimes they'll bring up different things or like they'll think differently than we do. So like it'll spark right. conversation. And that's why I feel like this, like going forward, like having a multiple person booth is going to be more fun for this yeah. than just the two of us just droning on about shows. So no, I totally get that. Um, also, so if I can say one thing about that match, then yeah. Uh, real quick, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but was it just me or did 
Eric fucked a lot of shit up in that match. Yeah, he had quite a few botches, especially stuff off like the top rope and stuff. It, where he got AJ tangled. At yeah, one by his thigh. Like, what the mm. fuck? Is, yeah, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I didn't remember him being that botchy. Like, I think it was just he just had all. an off night because, like, or it was that mat. Uh, it could have been, yeah, with it being slippery and stuff, and the ropes being slippery, and yeah, I mean, yeah. But yeah, that who that was scary, especially when AJ's leg got caught. I'm like, oh my god, oh no, that had yeah, to hurt. that that looked so brutal, just completely twisted thigh meat, like, oh, <laughs> oh, poor thigh meat. Yeah, and it just there was there was a lot of crazy stuff. The power slam by Justice uh, into the entire crowd that of guys was fucking wild. Oh my god, dude, right? That and like. Because in that sequence, it went uh, Chase, and then Trey, and then Matt with the power slam with Gary, and then AJ hit his move. <laughs> and that that whole, like, sequence was just sick. Yeah, that was so wild. And it just, yeah, that was, that was good stuff. That was real good stuff. And we talk about uh, fucking Team Money nearly pounding Trey Lamar out of the ring near the end of that match, too. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, that's, and that's why that's the stuff that i miss about those guys like i just miss like the money's brutality like could you just watching that match back and watching him destroy people and that pounce on today was so beautiful like oh but yeah those guys are so good yeah there's a lot of guys we don't think about um that are that were like aiw regulars that we really haven't seen even with shows back uh now mm-hmm. like their team uh we you know we we haven't seen we've had two shows since and we haven't seen the main event since their two debut matches so like right i i get why we didn't see a lot from the chandler biggins show but like i get why we didn't see them i guess for these last two shows sort of because of like budget wise but like hopefully going forward like we we're gonna see more because like i miss a lot of these guys that were what we consider regulars that we just haven't seen like you know um right like are we gonna see gage again soon i'm hoping hopefully you know i know he's doing big things but i'd I'd like to see gage again in cleveland so absolutely i miss nick too that would be good but yeah like duke and gannon i think they're like bookings are off and that's why like because i think they're booked on shows that are already happening on the days like aiw's running because i've noticed that in the last couple shows so maybe that's why now john just didn't get to him in time but but i i haven't yeah. seen i i got to see um the jollyville fuckets at, at paradigm and they got like a whole new like fresh gear and Ooh. I, I i'm very i'm very surprised we have not seen them back at aiw i'd really love for them to to come in and mix it up with like bulking season or the bitcoin boys and uh maybe throw the bitcoin boys around a little bit you know maybe uh maybe mikey needs to go flying i i love the sound of both of that bitcoin and bulking season like that that would be great for the fuckets are you listening john (laughs) (laughs) please that would be that oh my god like could you imagine chuck trying to break russ in half (laughs) oh man there there's uh there's so much with them teams like that we could get like there's i have a whole list of like stuff i want from aiw like i want to see 
uh, Jigsaw and I want to see Ultramantis and like there's so many people I want to see in AIW like that we just haven't seen in a long time like my itch to see all these these talents again would be just great this year especially like if we can pull it off mm-hmm. but anyway well, uh, <laughs> alas yes uh, what was the uh, the end of that there Jared and the finish was Garrick and Kane Perry, uh, pinning Eric Ryan following a standing shooting star press from Chase Oliver 17 minutes and 18 seconds from there we have what wound up being the final AIW Women's Championship match Shayna Baszler defending against Mia Yim and it was so hot in the building that when Shayna came out she made them clean the ring because of all the sweat <laughs> and, I, and I think people thought she was joking too. If there's like a delay before anybody actually go and start wiping the ring down, like no, she's not joking. Like she's not going to hurt herself. Yeah, she. Uh, she. That was like it was a great thing though because like it very much played up the, the heel aspect of her character. So I actually, don't have a ton of note for this match. I did rewatch it, but it's like nothing. There was nothing to me that really stood out in this match, with the exception of Shayna Baker catching that knee to Mia Yim fake and almost taking her freaking head off. That was vicious. I mean, yep. The match is I fine, just nothing stood, nothing stands out. Yeah, and you know what? I didn't have many notes for that match either. It was a good women's match, don't get me wrong, but yeah, nothing really stood out. And now that you've mentioned that that was actually the last women, I'm kind of disappointed in it a little bit, but I mean, I'll never be disappointed in my women's champion. I feel like their other match they had was better. Because I remember watching yeah. that one, and I thought that one was really good compared to this one. It's like they, they didn't try to top this one with this one. It was just kind of just there. I don't know. Yeah, they definitely had they definitely had better matches. They had better matches. They had better matches elsewhere as well. Very true. Well, Shayna Baker getting the win with the ankle lock in 8 minutes and 51 seconds. And she's still technically the women's champion. Like John Thorne had not stripped her of the belt despite the fact that it's been four years at this point. <laughs> Yeah, she has the belt, so we will never have another champion until she returns. Yeah, I can't wait for that day. <laughs> oh my god! If, if real shit, if and when, I am going to go crazy, dude. I'm gonna straight lose my shit. Yeah, I think the uh, the guardrail will be off the ground for for that return. Oh yeah. Who did we do that for? Was it for Eddie? Yeah, it was for Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, it, it'll definitely be like that for sure. She's about the only perk and I can think of that could possibly get and that reaction anywhere close to what Eddie got. Uh, there's a handful of people, I think, but yeah, she'd be one of them. From there, we have the AIW Intent Championship. Alec Daniel with Gregory Iron defending against Joey Janela. No, no, that didn't happen. Joey Janela just came out to the ring and found the belt, and that was the end of the match. Yep. Ref went one, two, three. Yep. Joey's a winner. Yep. Okay, well, this, it does end up being Alex Daniels' last appearance in AIW for Rinkin. We will not discuss on this show. He did get choked out blue, which he probably deserved a little bit. So. Can you tell me what the fuck Gregory Iron was wearing? I think he was trying to be like the Tribble girl from Toy Hio. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I, I, <laughs> I blocked out most of this match. Okay, I, I, I'm going to say that if that's what Gregory I was going for, he'll have wore the outfit better. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I completely forgot this match had even happened. And then it happened on my screen, and I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, this is the second time in the match that a current referee gets buried by Wadworth on commentary, but he's just allowing Gregory Iron to interfere, like, whenever. Like, not even trying to stop him. I love that you're trying and- to actually cover this match, Jaren. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, one, once again, this actually exists. I'm not going to pretend that history did not happen. I don't know what you're talking about. Randy Orton found the world heavyweight title at SummerSlam that year, too. So, I mean, you know, just how things happen. Do you remember when that black blob wound up tapping Triple H out at WrestleMania and then hugging Eddie Guerrero at the end of the show? That was fun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've already we've already hit the finish here. Joey Janela with the crossface to Alec Daniel, turning him legitimately blue, uh, actually locking it in on the interfering Gregory Iron at the exact same time as well for the win and 825 to win the to win the championship. Uh, Daniel turned on Iron after the match and then never returned to AIW so this went nowhere. Both match went nowhere. Where did it go? Fucking nowhere. <laughs> From there, we get our semi-final match of the evening. Four-way Lucha Rules match for the AIW Tag Team Championship. Flip Kendrick and Fakad taking on a team of Creaky Payne, taking on the team of DJ Gne and Laredo Kid, not Adam Cole. And the defending champion to infinity and beyond. Now, in normal circumstances, you've looked in the show like with any regular, regularity at all. You know, I hate multi-man, multi-team matches at, at general rule. But this being Lucha Rule, yeah, I love the fucking match at least for about the first ten minutes or so. Unfortunately, we'll talk about the ten, what happened after that when we get there. But yeah, there's a bunch of <laughs> took a bunch of creepy shit in this match. There's so much flippy shit that happens in this match too. Yeah, there's so much flippy, flippy stuff. Yeah, like I actually wrote, I actually wrote down too fast and too creepy to try to take note. Like I didn't bother even writing note for the first time in it. They're doing move off of the stage. Fakad uh, climbed the top of the AIW entryway and and did a flippy dive on some people. Mm-hmm. And then That's- one of the scariest moments I've ever actually seen live at an independent show. Flip Kendrick goes to the top. Go for a double moon called onto a bunch of guys on the floor and somehow missing everybody lands right on a cat. And the match just stopped when we, with good reason. Yeah, I remember specifically uh, we were standing there like in dead silence and somebody tried to start a you fucked up chant. And I just remember everybody yelling, no! I remember Pam specifically <laughs> yelling no at that moment. It's, I'll never forget that because it was just like, no, shut up. Like, he's hurt. You don't don't do, say that. Yeah, you can't do that. Like, no. Like, like they're yeah. literally calling for Pedro, but they're afraid he's fucking dead. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, watching it and actually seeing what it looked like from that side, completely different from where we were looking, and seeing the blood, like, straight away, like, that scared the shit out of me. Like, I remember being up there and being like, oh my God, he's hurt, not realizing how hurt, but just like, oh my God, he's hurt. And then seeing the blood, just like, whoa, he was hurt. Yeah. I think he caught the corner of those steps. Yeah, we couldn't see because everybody stood up. So, like, you couldn't see anything on the floor. You just heard the thud and then it was dead silence. And so you're like holding your breath, like, oh my God, did we just witness somebody die? And I mean, it was, you could hear a pin drop silence in there when that happened. And yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was a scary moment. But like, yeah. like even Wadsworth on commentary, like he called the move, and then, and then like in like in mid sentence, he realized what's going on, and he just stopped talking. Yeah, that whole thing was just super duper crazy. And and this really kind of killed the crowd, not only for the rest of the match, but for a good portion of the main event as well. And again, rightfully go so here, 
Uh, I, I part, part of me wants to give Fakad credit for trying to get the match going again, but he starts chopping Cheech while they're still looking at Flip Kendrick. And the other part of me is like, dude, like this match shouldn't even be fucking going on. What are you doing? Like, you're, you're in a tight spot there. It's like the match has to go on, but at the same time, the real match really should not go on. Right. Uh, yeah. And the match continues. The crowd really doesn't care at this point. They're, they're trying to get into it, but it's not really working. And then, in the spot <laughs> that they should have really rethought once somebody is curiously heard on the floor, they have the Gringo Loco faking a heart attack because he had a real one a couple months before this in order to cut up the finish. Because we've literally almost seen somebody get seriously injured, and now we got a guy faking like he might die to, to cut up the finish. I really wish somebody would have audible the finish at this point. Yeah, the, the, the taser finish was just... <laughs> it didn't matter at that point to me after that. I was just like, oh, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of shocked about it myself. <laughs> get it? Shocked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... But like seriously, like you really, that was almost like tasteless McMahon shit. Like, no, you don't know. <laughs> like, you gotta <laughs> just skip the angle, guys. Just skip it. Try to do something different to fake a distraction, whatever. Don't go the heart attack angle. Right. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I would have gone the heart attack angle anyway because it it it, it really is kind of tasteless. Well, clapped it with Frick Von Eric at one point, and everybody, and even that, even back then, like the eighty, it's like, what are you doing? Like I would not have gone that route anyway, but I definitely would have audibled one, one, one flip got hurt. Right. The stun gun does lead to a roll up by Cheech for the pin, 1821 to infinity and beyond win. LOL. I was going to say that. It all started for me. <laughs> I think that is where it started for everybody at that point. Honestly, still a better tag team than the young buck. Yes, I get it. I don't care. <laughs> And then we go to our main event, four-way match for the AIW Absolute Championship. Tim Daunt defending against Joshua Bishon, Lewis Linden, and Tracy Hotcock Williams. And this started off like every three-way, four-way, six-way match that I hate, where you got two guys on the floor and two guys fighting in the ring. And I really kind of going out about the first 10, 12 minutes here. Yeah, unfortunately, I um, anytime I watch a hot sauce match, it's just, I'm bored to shit, so it doesn't even matter who's in there. I end up tuning out, and then we started recording. So, <laughs> the one part that I did enjoy about this match was the very end of it. There, the so, when they're blowing I don't think up. I was even actually there for it though, because like I don't remember being in, like I don't see myself in the stands for it. So I don't even think I saw this happen live. Yeah, yeah, I think as soon as the bell rang, you and Stacy bounced. I really think so. No, they were there Probably. for a part of it because uh, the, when the end came, um, at the very end is when I saw them getting up to leave. But then we had we had some other stuff. But my favorite part of this was like when uh, Hot Sauce put the uh, garbage can on Tim Donst, and all that like beer and pop and everything just like splashed out, and like, <laughs> oh, it just looks so gross. And then he like slipped and yeah. fell. And like like a cartoon, and they just oh, he was soaked head to toe. It was so gross. I was like, oh man, ah. <laughs> uh, and that was like they they mentioned Kaplan on commentary because he showed up and shotgun beers at intermission. I think they had like some time. I remember like they had the beer chug contest with him, and he was just crushing beers. 
And uh, but yeah, just oh, that was bad. That was so bad. Ugh. And then they kind of circled back around, got in the ring, and then we we got into the final. Uh, you know, big finish, big finish, big finish. There's there's one spot there where Prohibition does the dun- drunken driver onto from chair on Don and Don Don the uh, luckily his head missed the chair. Yeah, well, he like right. did it off the chairs. Like he was on like the last row of things and kind of like went backwards. So like they he, he just did it higher up off the chairs. He didn't do it into the chairs because he could have stepped forward and and did it right into him. But he like went off of them so he didn't destroy the chairs. Which, I mean, Don Ted doesn't miss by more than maybe an inch or two. Like it's really close to him actually hitting the chair. I just felt like he just leaned back and went off of him for like a higher altitude drop instead of like trying to actually put him through the chairs itself. But eh, you know, maybe fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Okay, Tim Don does end up getting the win. He pins Prohibition following a Gator roll onto the chair. Twenty three minutes and thirty second, and they don't even play Don music. They immediately play a different song. Everybody's looking around like, are you fucking kidding me? And no, we're not. Nick went the return of Nick fucking Gage. Yes, sir. Yep. As soon as like the bell rang, I saw you and Stacy leaving. And then like the, the, the bell went off and I was like, oh shit. I was like, I remember this because I didn't know who it was because I hadn't heard him come out. And like, I didn't know he was an AIW. And like, I missed that whole, like when he was here for a minute and fought danced. And then when he came out on the uh, stage, yeah. I lost my fucking mind. I was like, Oh my God, it's Nick gauge. Oh, so good. Yeah. I don't even know if I knew who he was back then, but fucking great that he showed up at the end of that. Like that definitely got my attention at the end, but that, their feud ends up being fantastic. I fucking love them too. But he comes out, he acts like he's gonna give Don a handshake, turn it right into the choke breaker, hit him with a pile driver onto the title belt. Yeah, IW faithful being kick motherfucker, chant one more time, one more time, and Gage go okay and dunk it again. <laughs> and then Gage gets on the mic and can keep back. He wants Don, he's gonna roll AIW and off the air we go. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff on this show, a lot of good stuff in this match, a poke match. One of deal we're on the perfect you're like this is how we're gonna end the biggest show of the year and then oh okay we're going home happy anyway we're cool yeah it was a really great show and one of my first ones like it's in the handful of first shows that we went to and after seeing everything and I'm so glad that that was the show that I picked but this was such a good show yeah this had a hell of a lineup I think one of the things with like the lineup at this point with AIW was there were so many like matches by the end like i remember a lot of people always just being really worn out towards the main event because like there was so much like because mm-hmm. these, these shows went you know till 11 12 12 30 one o'clock sometimes so by the main event like a lot of people were just like half the people would clear out the other half were like waiting to go as soon as the the final bell rang so thank god for the pay-per-view showing things <laughs> Like now everything's done at like what eleven <laughs> before eleven. Yeah, like ten thirty usually. <laughs> My old ass can drive back down the young south. Yep. <laughs> yep, yeah. And then well, it used to be nice, so we used to stop and get Taco Bell on the way home. Now they're all fucking closed. So I had to go to right. Wendy's this time, which wasn't it wasn't a bad uh option. I'm glad that Wendy's at least stayed open because it's bullshit that talk about closes now early but i guess if they don't have the staff they can't do it so whatever well i i, I legit have not been to taco bell and the guy of the mexican peak i'm still pit so she can been my go-to on the way home at half the time anyway oh i'm so mad at sheets i don't even 
How, how, how you bring back fried pickles, but get rid of mac and cheese bites. I stopped at the sheets on Elm road on my way home, but they were packed. And I was like, because Taco Bell was closed and I'm like, Oh, so everybody comes to sheets. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I was like, I'm not waiting in there for 40 minutes for like a shitty burrito. So I was like, Ugh. I was heading back home and Wendy's is back on the wind. I saw a car pull into Wendy's and I was like, I don't think they're open when I was driving past it. And then when I drove past, they were gone and another car was at the window and I'm like, motherfucker, they're open. So I pulled in and like, sure enough, there was a line, a little bit of a line. I'm like, all right, cool. I was next up. Nice. Boom, got my food. Good shit. So that Wendy's is my new go-to, I guess, until Taco Bell can be open late again. So. Yeah, my biggest grip with sheets is they're advertising and you can buy a bucket of apps now, but I have not gone to a sheet that actually does the fucking bucket. It's probably only it. online only or something. I was going to say, I think it's online only. But, but even, the even on their app, I, would, I tried, I ordered, I had sheets for dinner tonight. I was going to order it on their app today. I couldn't find it on the fucking app either. Hmm. <laughs> no, maybe. They have like family meal deals or something like that too. It's real weird. I guess good for them. They're trying something, so. <laughs> guessing we're all going to give it a thumbs up right oh for sure okay absolutely okay so now we can transition in, into plugs do you have any plugs pam um so i don't have a podcast yet <laughs> spring 2022 coming your way um <laughs> but uh i guess you could find me mainly on twitter um i tweet a lot of bunch of bullshit you can find me at Pamela Nicole, it's P-A-M-E-L-A-A underscore N-I-C-O-L-E-E, or find me, it's, it'll say Sick Astley, that's me. Um, I'm also on Instagram at that, too, if you want to follow me there. Uh, but yeah, I tweet a bunch of funny stuff, like tonight I tweeted about young Josh Bishop, and then uh, Mordecai went in on him, and so did Filthy Tom, so you guys should check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Jared? All right, you follow me on Twitter at RefJHonk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash RefJHonk. Uh, this coming Saturday, August 14th, I will be working as a manager for Rubber Kitty Wrestling at the Akron Turner Club in Talmadge, Ohio. I still to this day don't know why it's the Akron Turner Club, but it's in Talmadge. No one's able to explain that to me. I don't know. And <laughs> and uh, in AIW added the noon and two o'clock show for the North Canton Festival. I might just go ahead out and watch a little wrestling before I before I go to work Saturday. I got the entire day off work somehow. So nice, nice. All right, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us, and don't forget about our merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. And check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, If You Catch My Grift, and At Odds with Wrestling. Check out our other friends, PWPonderings.com, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, Smoking Jay's Barbecue which they just opened a store. Uh, it should be, I think, August 12th is like the official opening, but I'm so excited for that. Um, I'm working Can't on wait. Some, yeah, I'm working on some stuff with them. I, nothing public yet, but I got some ideas in mind. Uh, also, okay. Kayfabe Collectibles, uh, we should be seeing them, I believe, at the uh, August 27th uh, show with Danhausen, A Touch of Evil at AIW. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore butters. And you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV guide. I did update that. Uh, talk to you next week, everyone.
If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I, I got, got 99 problems, problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rap patrol on the cat patrol. Foes that want to make sure my cask is closed. Rap critics say he's money cash holes. I'm from the hood, stupid. What type of facts are those? If you grew up with hoes in your zap of toes, you celebrate the minute you was having dope. I'm like, fuck critics, you can kiss my whole asshole. If you don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward. Got beef with radio, if I don't play they show, they don't play my hits. I don't give a shit, so Rap Max try and use my black ass So advertisers could give them more cash for ads Fuckers, I don't know what you take me as Or understand the intelligence that Jay-Z has I'm from rags, the richest niggas, I ain't dumb I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one Hit me! 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one Hit me! Yeah, it's 94 and my trunk is raw And my rear view mirror is the motherfucking law Got two choices, y'all, pull over the car or Bounce on the devil, put the pedal to the floor And I ain't tryna see no highway chase with Jake Plus I got a few dollars, I can fight the case So I pull over to the side of the road, I heard Son, do you know why I'm stopping you for? Cause I'm young and I'm black and my hat's real low Do I look like a mind reader, sir? I don't know Am I under arrest or should I get some up? Well, you was doing 55 in the 54 uh -huh. Lost the registration and step out of the car You carrying a weapon on you, I know a lot of you are I ain't stepping out of shit, all my papers legit Well, do you mind if I look around the car a little bit? Well, my glove compartment is locked, so it's the trunk in the back And I know my rights, so you gon' need a warrant for that <laughs> Aren't you sharp attack? Or something, somebody important or something. I ain't passed the ball, but I know a little bit enough that you wanna legally search my shit. Well, we'll see how smart you are when the K9 comes. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me! 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me! 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. If you having girl problems, I forgot for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me. Now, once upon a time, not too long ago, a nigga like myself had a strong arm a hoe. And this is not a hoe in the sense of having a pussy, but a pussy having no goddamn sense. Try and push me. I try to ignore him, talk to the Lord, pray for him, but some fools just love to perform. You know the type, loud as a motorbike, but wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. And only thing that's gonna happen is I'ma get the clapping and he and his boys gonna be yapping to the captain. And there I go trapped in the Kit Kat again. Back through the system with the riffraff again. Fiends on the floor, scratching again. Paparazzi's with their cameras, snapping them. DA try to give a nigga shaft again. Half a meal for bail, cause I'm African. Oh, because the fool was harassing them. Trying to play the boy like he's saccharin. But ain't none sweeper, I hold my gun. I got 99 pounds, being the bitch ain't one. Hit me. 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me. 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me. Got 99 pounds and bitch ain't one. <laughs> you crazy for this one, Rick?